Welcome to another episode of That's What She Said with Zach and Nicole. Awesome. We are finally live today because we weren't finally. live last time, but we're live today. So. Wow. How does it feel? Uh, pretty cool. Wait, pretty it's cool. only our 21st episode. 21st episode. That's two Glad. decades in a year. <laughs> we're still on this decade thing. We are. All right, jumping right into it. So there's a new spinoff for Amazon's The Boys in the works, described as part college show, part Hunger Games, focuses on America's only college exclusively for young adult superheroes. So I started The Boys, and I think I mentioned this. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy it. It's not something that's like completely grasping my attention at the moment. Um, It took me, honestly, I would say 10 episodes to get into Lucifer. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's just because I was still like unfocused. Like I, yeah. it's the witty thing for me. But the boys is kind of intense, um, not gruesome. I wouldn't say, but it's very out there, and it's not your typical superhero show. Yeah. But I enjoy I it. Um, I would recommend it. I think that this sounds really interesting. I'm in, I'm intrigued to see who they bring on to the project. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I will say it is interesting that they're making a spinoff show already, like two seasons in, because a lot of shows wait at least like four to five seasons. I know like, I have to say the Vampire Diaries, they did, they started their first spinoff, the originals, Mm -hmm. halfway through season four, when they did the back pilot, backdoor pilot. So it's really has me interested as to how like they're already green lighting a spinoff show two seasons in, Mm -hmm. which is not really normal for something, but I'm, I'll, I'll wait to see. What are your thoughts? It just reminds me of sky high. (laughs) That's, that's all I'm hearing. That's That's all I'm hearing is, is sort of a sky high sort of feel. Not as, um, fruity though. Yeah. Not as, not as uppity. As Sky High was, but it's, it's probably going to be very like, dark, but I, I'm feeling it more Sky High. And I mean, I'm still in the first season of The Boys, so, same. Anyway, so I can't really say much, but um, they do act more like college kids and they do. Especially the, the, lead, the quote yeah. unquote lead superhero. Yeah. Um, I will say the first episode kind of did draw me in, in a mm-hmm. way. And then, not I'm not going to say any spoilers, because I really don't remember much of the beginning of season one. But it, it, grew, it drew me in solely because it's not, like, Marvel how we see that, or kind of like DC. It's kind of in between, I would say. Yeah. With the realist, not the realistic expectation of how, like, DC is, but or almost like how they have superhero powers, like how mm-hmm. Marvel does, like, all the technology um, I mean, it's a good show. I w- again, I'd recommend it. I think I'm gonna re- start rewatching it with Kara because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, if I'm at Kara's house, I'll actually focus. Right. So we'll see. Um, confirmed. Th- this always gets me. I don't know why. Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, and Ray Fisher are to shoot new scenes for Justice League. The budget for the film is reportedly seven million dollars. And then I wrote in, Warner Brothers is a mess. Seven or 70 million? 7D. Okay, just make a show. Disgusting Film posted that. Yeah. I meant to write Disgusting Film. Um, so originally I had in here that Henry Cavill 
was supposed to also be in the works. And then it came out literally 20 minutes later that he said that he's not doing reshoots for the film, that he's not back onto the project for Mm. doing reshoots. Because originally they said, okay, his name was in the mix. And then there was another article saying, oh, never mind. He said he's not doing it. But that could be scheduling conflicts. That's weird. It's really weird. So that's why I wrote in Warner Brothers is a mess. Because they're not getting their shit together, really. That's really weird. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to search it just to make sure that that's accurate. But I could... I thought he was going to come back, though. Did that change? He's supposed to be coming. He he extended his script, but we don't know what for. He could be doing, like, little projects here and there. Like, Shazam, he can make another another quote-unquote appearance. Um... He couldn't even make an appearance in the Flash film because apparently everyone's coming into the Flash film. Mm, But what are your thoughts on a $70 million budget for Zack Snyder's rendition or his vision? I mean, the budget is crazy. Especially considering the fact that it's going to be a miniseries one. Two... Where HBO Max or HBO just has this money to pump into a one-time thing is... Well, especially if they're bringing back Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck. I'm just saying, they're bringing all these people back. Obviously, the 70 million is to pay half of them. I mean, you have to. But also, there is genuine faith in Zack Snyder and the material that it's going to be worth it at the end of the day. And although I'm totally with that, In a pandemic, <laughs> seventy million to shoot this movie or reshoot. It's not even to shoot; it's to reshoot elements of this movie. Is a lot, right? Am I? No, I agree. Am I crazy in thinking that? But I did find for this for okay. the Henry Cavill thing. I have to just butt in okay, for a second. Yeah. Um, so this was about four days ago. The more recent one. So they asked him while he was on the press tour, and you know when like. You're on a press tour for a certain film or show. Mm-hmm. You want to kind of talk about that. You don't really want to talk about future or past projects that you've been... Like, you'll briefly touch upon it, but you're not going to go in depth. Um, so he was on the press tour for Nola Holmes, and he got asked about reshoots, because I guess they're going back in like a month mm-hmm. or two. I think November, actually. And they were like pressing him about it. So he just said, um, well, and this is from supermanhomepage.com. He said, shut up. He said, (laughs) he said, well, I think it's important that this should be about Enola Holmes in regards to the interview. Of course. Um, which you will notice isn't exactly a no. And despite, right. But also, and this was going to be the other thing I was going to talk that I was going to point out. He's also having to shoot the Witcher. Yeah. Which is starting next month. Yeah. Now we're on season season two. two. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to probably go over. Usually for a series, it's like at least a two-month process. I think what the people are trying to get out of him is, do you really like Superman enough, Henry, to come back and do reshoots? It's trying to gauge whether he's very that, whether he's into the material enough to even want to come back. Because, I mean, you have Enola Holmes, which is a pretty decent movie. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have The Witcher, which is doing pretty well on Netflix. 
And then now you're being told, hey, do you want to come back out of all of these projects and do this? And you're also in in talks with possibly being James Bond. So, like, is it really, when you think of it, you know, maybe he's kind of, like, not sure. And I feel that's really what reporters are trying to get out of him. It's like, do you want to come back and do Superman? Do you want to do this? And so maybe that's why. But also, like, he's right. We're impressed for Enola Holmes. Why are you asking me about Superman? It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I respect the reporters for trying their hardest yeah. to get yeah. that information or kind of leak something. But at the same time, who knows? Like, he he could secretly come back and do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it would kind of be more coincidental if Justice League was doing reshoots in London right? at the same time as The Witcher. But I still think maybe he's focusing more on this on his act on his current projects yeah so we'll see i mean it, it's pretty amazing to get freaking ben affleck back even that's though that's the story that's what i was really impressed with because we did get a new shot of him yeah from the upcoming justice league hbo um special and it was a really good shot like i'm honestly and i i do agree with you from back a couple episodes saying that he wants to probably come back and he wants to finish off his character in the correct way. Mm-hmm. Um, but just one of brothers needs to get their shit together. He just, yeah. like this whole thing with Ray Fisher, it's... Yeah. But as long as they can get some of these characters back, like they didn't mention Jason Momoa or Ezra Miller, but Ezra Miller, it makes sense because he's currently filming Fantastic Beast 3. Mm-hmm. So that... Or maybe, or maybe there is no need to bring him back for reshoots. Maybe his, his scenes are good. Maybe there's a change in what Zack Snyder wanted to do with Flash that maybe Joss Whedon did and he's like, I don't really feel I mean, I it, have to do anything. I could probably use that footage and remix it to make it make yeah. more sense. Maybe that's what, probably what he's doing. Or, you know. It makes sense. It may, it does make more sense. Not that they're more important, but with Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot, they kind of are the, the triangle. Well, the movie... The, well, this is supposed to be about Cyborg, this whole... Justice League? Yeah. Really? It hinges on Cyborg. Cyborg's the linchpin for the whole movie. Okay. So that's why Ray Fisher needs the reshoots because it's his character, it's, it's his father and that relationship that kind of sparks the Justice League. Oh, and you get that sense I, I from... I didn't get that. You get that... I, I got that sense from the, the Joss Whedon cut, but I was also like, I felt like something was missing. And yeah. then to know that Zack Snyder originally had Cyborg as the one that he was following and <clears throat> getting to know. Because Cyborg was coming to realize his powers and figure out like what he was able to do. Like the scene with Gal Gadot when yeah. like, he shuts all the lights off and he comes out. Like, you can tell he's in that... Similar space that Ezra Miller was in in Fantastic Beasts, the first one, of like there's something going on inside, but we're not exactly sure what it is. And then as the movie progresses, we kind of learn more about that. So I think that's why. But I mean, Ben Affleck definitely needs better shots because he was kind of he is the linchpin. Yeah, of this one. And I'm sure Gagado because we don't pretty explore. much them bringing everyone together, right. and that's how I look at it. Like when I read that, I said, okay, that makes sense because they kind yeah. of, it's mostly them bringing everyone together. And then Henry Cavill, Superman comes back in halfway through. So it makes sense as to why maybe he doesn't need reshoots unless they like said, okay, if you want to come back, you're more than welcome to. If not, yeah. like if your schedule isn't up to par or if it's not like in line, then that's fine. 
But yeah. it was interesting not to see Jason Momoa's name on there either. But I guess maybe because he didn't, maybe like he didn't need. I don't, but what the thing is, as many. What I, well, from the way I see it, right? Gagado, we missed this whole Amazon story, part mm-hmm. of Gagado's past that I'm sure Zack Snyder wanted to illustrate, right? Yeah. So we've got to get that. Ben Affleck didn't have a lot of great shots in the movie. He was kind of on the sidelines, even though he is kind of the one who brings this whole thing together. So it makes sense for him to have reshoots. And then Ray Fisher being, he's the storyline that kind of keeps everything ticking and we're trying to figure out what's going on with Cyborg. Honestly, that's that's really good to know because I really did not know that I think that's why those three are the top ones. And then for, you know, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, I mean, what really do we need? I mean, I, 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 not... Aquaman, not that Aquaman's an afterthought, but like... His, I, his storyline think was his kind scenes, of random. Yeah, I don't think his scenes were very important, and I think maybe... It was good to see where he came from when when um, Batfleck went to recruit him. Yeah. But it wasn't something necessarily... Like, I didn't really need to see the underwater scene with Mira. Because I guess, I guess we do, because that's where one of the blocks was hidden. Mm-hmm. But I didn't need that whole interaction unless it was like it was a setup for Aquaman yeah but still did nothing for me because a lot of things confusing. were so random yeah it was because why introduce Miro in in Justice League and then introduce her again in Aquaman yeah so that, that makes no was... sense that just doesn't make any sense <laughs> when she comes up and goes I'm Mira I'm yeah. like wait we just met you like we two months ago <laughs> so that makes no sense um according to the Bobby Bones show Joaquin Phoenix is being offered $50 million, $50 million to reprise his role as Joker for two more films. And I remember something came out, I want to say like beginning of this year, that he said that he wasn't going to do more Joker films. Yeah. And now they're off, they want him to. So, I, I mean, I, don't, I didn't really listen to the rest of the show to know if he is actually going to do it. I doubt it. But, I mean, he had to go to a dark <laughs> I place. I doubt it. Like, he kind of went, like, mentally for that character. You have to kind of succumb to those, Mm -hmm. like, that darkness. And, I mean, we didn't, I saw one of his, he was called, and I felt so bad because I watched, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, and he pulled up a tape at the interview with Joaquin Phoenix of him um, yelling at at a producer because the producer kept talking to him during, like, a, 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 an in-between take and Joaquin kind of yelled at him and said you need to stop effing talking to me like mm-hmm. I'm trying to get in character like all this stuff and he's and like Jimmy Kimmel pulled it I believe it was Jimmy Kimmel and he said okay like what was the scene like what were you doing and he's like yeah like I, I sincerely apologize for my behavior I was trying to get into character and like people were talking to me he's like I have apologized to them like this mm-hmm. is nothing new yeah. and I felt horrible for the fact that he pulled that tape in the middle of an interview in front of an audience. Cause he- but, but again, this is sort of this obsession with method acting mm-hmm. where people believe method actors are the type of people just to blow up and get loud in people's face. You know, after Christian Bale yelled at you know, the lighting guy for messing up the shot. You know, after that incident, you have a lot more. You have a lot more outbreaks of method actors or actors who uh, subscribe to the method technique, um, who blow up and have things to say. 
However, like, at, it's his job is to be in character. So the producer who's talking to him and getting in his way is, is, is the problem. Like, he's there not to have a conversation with you. He's there to perform. No, absolutely. And so, you know, that producer is an idiot. <laughs> first well, of I'm all. just saying that I don't think that they should have pulled that tape in the interview because I right. think Joaquin Phoenix was like taken aback or something, but, but he didn't show it. But I feel it's part of that thing of saying, oh, look at how actors can be crazy. And it's like, what, are you crazy? Sort of like, Jim, I'm going to be honest though. Like this is maybe a hot take, but I feel Jimmy Kimmel looks for the worst in people a lot of the time. Like he goes out of his way to make people look and feel stupid or at least try to. And, and it's not the first time that I've noticed that either yeah. because, I mean, I love Jimmy Kimmel. I, I like, I honestly, I can't say, I can't say I have a favorite TV talk show host. Um, I definitely have more that I favorite to mm-hmm. watch. I know like, like Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon are on at the same time. Yeah. I'll watch Jimmy Fallon yeah. over that. But anyways, so Jim, like during Jimmy Kimmel does the specials. So, like, if it's Star Wars coming out on a Friday, he'll do the Star Wars week, and he does the same thing with Marvel characters. So he had, for Endgame and Infinity War, he had each of the characters on special nights, Mm -hmm. and they specifically had Tom Holland on with, like, RDJ because he knew he he could control him, like, not to say anything. Um, But my point is is that RDJ came on and, and was talking to Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy said so I don't remember it but I've watched this interview so many times and he said Jimmy Kimmel said something and our, Robert Downey Jr. just like backfired and said like oh he was because you don't know what you're talking about or like yeah. he said something back to like rebuttal against yeah. because they were talking to Chris Evans yeah so I mean it's not the first time I've noticed that yeah. how he like and then he'll laugh it off yeah he'll, he'll always laugh it off but yeah it's just like it always I feel like a lot of Stuff I've seen of Jimmy Kimmel, he puts people in really awkward situations where they look like so, the worst version of themselves. So and does then, James Corden, but James Corden like doesn't purposefully do yeah. it. But like he'll he does those games where he'll like bring out your your fears. You, yes, yeah, but it's funny. Right. I don't know. I I. Uh, it's, maybe it's a different discussion, but any yes, any but anyway. The Joaquin Phoenix situation. Right. Game back to that. Um. I don't know if I'd want him to come back for two movies. Yeah. I think for doing a Joker, I thought it was a prequel. Joker? Yeah, yeah. I thought they were doing a prequel to the prequel. They're doing a prequel, an origin story to Joker. That's what Joker was, was an origin story to the character. But I feel like they should find someone younger to show like the upbringing. It might see. not be that. It might be just like the next step along the way or sort of meeting a young Batman. I mean, there's still... We're still not sure. Well, we did kind of see a young Bruce Wayne in Joker. We saw him go up to the Wayne Mansion. So mm-hmm. we saw a young... Yeah, we saw a young, young Bruce. But I'm talking like... Like, like maybe teenager Teenage now. Bruce, maybe. Or maybe... But like, then we'd have to go forward. So we would have to... I mean, it makes sense. In it's that... in different universes as well. So oh, we're talking... Continuity okay. doesn't matter. Okay. This, really. Oh, yeah, because we have now the freaking DC universe. Right, right. DCEU, whatever yeah. it is at this point. So, as far as we know, you know, Pattinson is young Batman. We have Bale as middle-aged Batman and Affleck as older Batman. And then, like... 
I would love to see all your, three of them in like your a... Michael Keaton's and and you know, um, Adam, what's his name? I forgot his name. The Adam OG Scott? Batman. No, the OG Batman. I forgot his name. Adam. Um, it's on tip of my tongue. West. Adam West. Yes. yes. Um, that's his name, right? Yeah, because he's been on The Simpsons, hasn't he? Or yeah, he's been on Family, Family Guy. Guy. Yes, yeah, Susanna West. Um, so I feel like these are all different universes. So with yeah. this Joker being in a different universe, you could have a you know origin story for that. Uh, I don't know. We could pull out like a Margot Robbie, Harley situation, maybe even a Poison Ivy situation. More so Poison Ivy, I'm hoping. But Like the Suicide Squad, how yeah, that's going to oh, be kind of like more of its own. Suicide Squad is more of like a, a, a comic book representation of the material. While or the Suicide Squad, I'm saying, hmm. but you know, Suicide Squad is like a really nice movie of like a one-off kind of thing. Yeah. But again, as far as do I want this to happen? No, I I think Joaquin Phoenix has done an amazing job. I think he doesn't need to do this again. And even if they offered him, 50 and he million, won the Oscar, he, won, he like, he's done everything. Yeah. Plus now he has a new kid. Congratulations! Oh my so, god, that's so yeah. I, I, I think that. I think he's probably like you know what I'm good. Do I really need to go back to that place and do that? Maybe not. Yeah. I I also don't think he's that kind of actor where fifty mil is anything to kind of sway him. It's more the role. Mm-hmm. If the role's right, the money doesn't matter. At least that's what I feel from like listening to him talk, but. Who's to say? Maybe, maybe you know. I mean, we haven't heard much. We still I just, heard anything. I, I heard that, and we haven't heard much about the sequel since then, or the prequel, whatever it is. So, I'm sure they're trying to keep it under wraps. And I just think we're gonna get to a point where all people know about Batman is Batman and Joker, and we've got so many incredible other characters, like Mister Freeze. Yeah. That we haven't seen a great iteration of. Obviously, we're hoping to get a great Riddler coming soon, and Penguin's gonna get a note. I mean, that, I that's mean, the as, one I want. You know, I want to see the Penguin I want to see a couple part series with um, Colin Farrell. If he's amazing in the role, I'd love to see that. He looks like he's gonna be oh, amazing. Oh, he looks like he's gonna be fantastic. This cast, and, not, and going back to the Batman, obviously, um, who knows? Maybe when we get into it, like we'll get a trilogy out of it and mm-hmm. we'll see like we'll see the character growth like Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yeah. Where we'll see like cuz we I mean as much as I know you don't like Anne Hathaway as Catwoman, I don't. I thought she did a okay, pretty so good job. Okay, so let me defend, <laughs> let me defend myself, okay? So I didn't think Anne Hathaway as Catwoman was oh, was really anything, you know, special to write home about. No, I didn't think it was anything special. In fact, I would say I felt like it was one of Anne Hathaway's weakest performances because she, I felt she looked uncomfortable in that situation. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't feel like she, she felt she properly belonged, or maybe that I don't think I didn't. Maybe I didn't think she properly belonged in that universe. Maybe, but then again, I'm thinking Catwoman. The first Catwoman I came into contact with was Halle Berry back in like two thousand what seven eight. So. That's crazy to me. And then I went back and I obviously saw Michelle Pfeiffer as, as Catwoman. And I heard she was the best She's Catwoman. like the best Catwoman. Yeah. You know. But I mean, when you're coming off of Michelle Pfeiffer and the sexy Halle Berry 
Anne Hathaway. Yeah, but just I heard Halle Berry's Catwoman was like it was horrible. It was, was soft core porn, if anything. <laughs> and like young Zach as like a teenager was like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, so, but I mean, yeah, it was it was Catwoman. Halle Berry Catwoman was like a CGI. I don't want to say masterpiece because it wasn't. It was just. <laughs> It was more like a cartoon. Your description all, was fantastic. It was more like a cartoon. That that movie was a cartoon in itself. And I think it probably should have been an animated series, in all fairness. But the the mix between CGI and live action was so poor in that movie. But, yeah, with Anne Hathaway, I just wasn't particularly sold on her as Catwoman. And a lot of people liked the fact that she was subtle and she wasn't, like, overly... I watched it once, but I don't remember the film. I just remember she was obviously like caught and blamed for murders that she didn't really commit or... She was... I wouldn't even say she was like a badass, but like she was more... I don't know. I, I Yeah, I just wasn't overly fond of Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. So, I don't know. That's but fair. I, I, I really want to poison Ivy situation I, well that's maybe we'll I'm get one next year if, if we get a birds of prey sequel maybe we'll get the gotham sirens with a maybe. poison ivy obviously canary's gonna get a series at some point hopefully yeah she did really well i think her name uh, is Jernette. journey Smollett. yeah she did really good um but moving yeah. to jurassic world oh, i'm honestly Lord. i'm a huge fan we're not making another one are we it's a third one God, oh my gosh. They signed on for a trilogy. This is the worst news I've heard. All life. right, well, for my Jurassic World fans, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum have... Of the- course they do this. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the OG, oh, wait for, the- wait for this. Um, for those who don't know, they are the original, they are the OG cast from back in Jurassic Park, the 90s films. Um... They have reunited on the set of Jurassic World Dominion. Director Colin Trevorrow says they will have large roles in the third installment. This is the movie that I've been waiting to make from the beginning. It's the one that we have spent the past two movies building to. Yeah, they said the same thing about Star Wars. And look how that turned out. I know. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the second film. I liked it, but not to the point... Okay, spoiler, because everyone has to have seen it by now. Um, the part, did you see it? Well, the second one? Yeah. Hell no. Oh. I didn't even like the first one. Well, there's one point one where sucked. where Chris Pratt and um, Bryce Dallas Howard's char- two, both characters like get off the island. They were kind of stuck on there, mm-hmm. and then they sneak onto the boat that's taking everyone, like all the, the dinosaurs away, and they caused a fire on the island. So the smoke, like all of a sudden you see in the distance and it was a horribly beautiful shot because... A horribly beautiful shot? It was horrible. It was horrible to watch, but it was like a beautiful... Okay, I see what you're saying. Like a beautiful widescreen. Um, mm-hmm. It honestly made me cry because all of a sudden, like you see all the dinosaurs, the bad guys left on the island and they just start going down. Like you see the long neck just... Oh, I think I saw that shot. Um, like under the sea and you see them like sinking. Yeah, yeah you see shot. them like you see... The ones dying and they're just standing there like this is. So, and I look at Shannon and I go, I am like, de-stressed right now. Like this is. <laughs> I, I am de-stressed right now. I am like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, 
It was sad. Like I started crying because these poor like stressed right now. (laughs) Did I use that right? (laughs) Oh, the even better part is our five dollar movie. The we sell for five dollars on a Tuesday. See, that's how bad it was. No, because that's the only time Shannon would go see those kind of films. Five dollars on a Tuesday. Um. Funny story, side note, we saw this movie on a Tuesday night and all of a sudden the like the the climactic part of the film when they're in like the her, the two main characters are talking in this like crate, they're like supposed to be hidden. <laughs> the screen just goes blank and the lights come on and you just hear you still hear the scene going on. Oh my god. And me and Shannon are like Shannon goes, This is why we don't go see five dollar cheap ass movies. <laughs> exactly um i do think i got poisoned that night though but that's a whole other story (laughs) we got offered pizza from our neighbors and of course my fat ass took it (laughs) and i was like really sick the next day (laughs) but (laughs) i always have the most random like (laughs) most random luck so anyways um it's a good see. It's a good series. It's a good se- trilogy. Chill it. Shut up. I, I'm interested. I, I what? Like, tell me this isn't the same PR stunt they pull with Star Wars. Tell me there's no. Oh no, it is. I know it is it's because so stupid. Because in four, but this is like Star Wars was a reverse. So like in the Force Awakens, you hear Mark Hamill. Um, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, all coming back together, and you're like, what? And then in this one, you're kind of like, okay, how can they play? I guarantee you, may- oh, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be pessimistic about this. I was gonna say, what if they kill like two of them off or something? I don't know. <laughs> Let's move on. Zach's <laughs> over this. I'm so um, done with this. Okay, uh, kind of major. It's very major. D23, which is the Disney Expo that shows new clips of upcoming like Marvel films, animated films, everything. They they do a, like a shareholders meeting has been delayed until September 11th, 2022. So they're not even doing it next year. They delete it another two like another two years. Not shocked, but this allow this allows more allotted time to Plan out things. I don't know. But I finally get to go into deep discussion on. Are you sitting back? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be one of those days. Go ahead. Are you saying that because of the topic I'm about to talk about? All right, whatever. Um, Black Widow has officially been moved to May 7th, 2021. In all caps, I wrote, this means the entire MCU slate has been pushed back. <laughs> and I seriously cried a little bit when I read that because I got tagged <laughs> in it three so different funny. times. It's so funny. WandaVision will be the only Marvel release in 2020, making it the first time Marvel has not released a film in the past 10 years or for the first time in the past 10 years in a year. Okay. Like... Like. As much, <laughs> as much as oh, I, thoughts. as much as I get on you and a lot of people about Marvel movies, mm-hmm. and as much as I like Marvel movies, uh-huh. right? 
That's pretty impressive. What? Like a run of 10 years of straight, consistent movies. And not a single one has been like awful. I mean, well. Thor. Thor, Thor was awful. I like that both of us went straight to Thor. We're like, wait a minute, Thor. But the the first two Thors were pretty bad. But for ten years straight, I mean, from like they released literally like two or three in one year. In one year, regardless if it was Sony, if it was. I mean, okay, in technicality, Sony did release a Marvel quote unquote Marvel film this year, but I don't count it. So, New Mutants. Okay. But they're talking MCU slate. We're talking MCU. Yeah, movies. so we're talking Disney. Um, technically, this year we were supposed to get... May 6th this year was supposed to be Black Widow, and then Eternals was supposed to be September. But I find, I will admit, though, I do find this as a blessing because this gives more allotted time for... And I love the word allotted today. It gives more time because I did hear Eternals was not ready for a release that they were... They rushed it. They were rushing filming, and I heard that they had to go back and redo scenes. Um, WandaVision had to go back this summer and redo action scenes. Um, And I know Falcon and Winter Soldier now will probably not come out till next summer because it has to come out after Black Widow. That's why, like, this year it was going to be Black Widow May, Falcon Winter Soldier August, Eternal September, and then WandaVision was going to be November or October. In all fairness, it's probably good that everything... Oh, no. I look at it as a blessing because it gives them more time to go through editing and gives them more time to... Well, not even just that, but just also to figure out different situations. I mean... Yeah. I hate to bring it up, but with Chadwick... Black Panther, too. Black Panther, trying to figure that out. I mean, maybe it's... Because, I mean, imagine if they did just release a movie and they went on business as usual. Yeah. And then what happened happened then they'd be in a lot a lot more trouble continuity wise than if yeah. they had this time off but um but now it gives it does give Ryan Coogler the time to because he even came out and said I had the script ready and it was going to be March 2021 was the filming mm-hmm. the start of filming and he had so much more to do with Chadwick Boseman in the second film um, so I do think it's a good thing because it gives him time to go ahead and rewrite the script. And I will say like, I've been asked by a lot of people because obviously all my friends know how much I love Marvel. Mm-hmm. So when everyone's been asking me, what do you think about Black Panther 2? What is it going to happen? And I have the only response I've been saying, honestly, is I couldn't tell you. I'm not even thinking about that until yeah. Marvel comes out with a statement until Kevin Feige, Ryan Coogler, um, I said I won't really say anything until I won't give my uh, yeah you're too my remarks yeah. because it's not like my place. Mm-hmm. I I still think it's too soon, but yeah, me too. Um, but this gives time. Everyone said this gives time for Phase Five to be pushed back because we we're supposed to we were supposed to get Black Panther two. I think that was supposed to be the last movie in Phase Four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there's like a list of what. We were supposed to get. Um, I actually screenshot it. I believe. I believe you did. I thought I have it here. If I know um, me. So, oh, wait, this is everything that was supposed is supposed to come out. So it's not really in the phase. It yeah, doesn't say it's phase, not, it's not phase, but. Wise. Gosh, I forgot about Hawkeye. 
Captain Marvel 2 was supposed to be the, um, oh my god, 2022, wow. Uh, Captain Marvel 2 was going to be the first Phase 5 film, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Black Panther that. 2 is going to be the last, Phase 4, and then Captain Marvel 2 is technically, it's called like the young, it's going to be like the Young Avengers, pretty much. From what I've heard the description, it's going to be like another, it's going to be the next Avengers film. Stop hating on my Captain Marvel. I'm just, it's, it's, no, I'm not hating Captain Marvel at all because Nia DaCosta is going to direct it. I'm actually quite excited for that movie. But I'm just saying as far as like Marvel in general, everything pushed back. I mean, maybe this is a sign. Maybe it's a bad idea to have a big plan the whole way through. Maybe we should Oh, you did discuss this with me. Maybe we should plan, (laughs) you know, expensive you know, movies this way. Maybe we should really take it one step at a time. Yeah, but the, yeah, and I mean, the only, a lot of things were just put on pause for what, maybe five months? Yeah. Which is still a lot. Yeah. But I, they haven't even announced yet if the Batman is going to be released in August next year because that, it was going to be August release along with the Suicide Squad in next August, which I believe... James Gunn said Guardians 3 was no, has not been affected at all mm-hmm. for his plan. And we don't even see it in the MCU yeah. slate. So I knew that that was going to be a 23 or 24 release. But that'll still be like a good six or eight years since yeah. Guardians 2. Um, the devil all the time. Well, okay, y- you go first because... I mean... You watched the whole thing and I, I stopped. I have 48 minutes left. And I, the only thing I'll say before you start talking is that I mentally could not finish that film. I, I, I 100% agree with you. Like, like, normally I would make fun of you for not finishing movies or like just I, interested when by When have the fact you ever not known me to not be able to finish a film? Joker was the last one you didn't but, watch. But you but, went back and finished it. Right? No, I haven't. Oh. Menta- but that yeah. was my mentality, too. Yeah. If, if mentally disturbing films, I think you... I can't, yeah. no. And I've noticed that because, I mean, it just... It was the depressing tone that it set. Yeah. It was dark. It was very Maybe. dark. It's like a twisted, gruesome... Glo- okay, like, so like even like glorified. You, you said gruesome, and although I agree with you, I've seen worse. Oh, absolutely. So I was never like, oh, it's just like gruesome. But no, you're right. It is gruesome. But I, I don't know. It. How do I explain this movie? Um. It's like. It. It's imagine not even a somebody. Story. It's not horror. It's not a horror film. It's very like. It's like the worst thing that could happen to someone. It's like yeah, it's the worst thing that could happen to 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 someone. It's that, like a series of bad events. I will say this, and I don't know if I'll get crucified for this or not, but it like the way they set up the church in the film. That's always been my worst fear to mm-hmm. be like sucked into a church like that. Yeah, because of how. And I don't think that they were Catholic or I don't know what they were, but they like the first priest, the first pastor. Yeah. What he fucking did, and excuse my oh my god, but like what he did. Yeah. I didn't understand at first, so like we'll kind of say things in context, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like not, I mean, it's been out for like a week, but whatever. Spoiler. Um, the first priest, pastor, mm-hmm. whatever he was, 
when he killed his wife because he thought the Lord was, I can't even talk about it, but like that, I, I told Zach before we started filming, there are not many films that can make me cover my mouth out of like horror or shock or anything, but this film took the cake because I literally gasped and I literally said like, what the hell is going on? He, like... It was so stupid. I was like, what? And he, like, kept motioning her. He's like, well, come back. And I'm like, you you stabbed her in the neck. What do you mean? <laughs> like, are you joking? Oh, my gosh. It was just weird because... Okay, and I agree with you because... That was my... That was the second... The second part in the beginning that turned me off from the film, but I kept watching because everyone kept telling me, keep going. It gets better. I'm like, how does this keep getting better? I, I felt the way the church was presented in the film. But this was also like the sixties or something. This was like the forties. or. I, I agree, but also just, and this is just like this is real like this, redneck BFB. It is, is Bible belt country. Yeah. This is backwards sort of, you know, and, you know what my favorite, I'm so sorry, my what? favorite line from the film I have to say that made me laugh out loud was my kid, that his kid was the only one that wasn't related to anyone on that bus. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. I said, oh my God. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it, there's funny elements in it, but it's just sad. It's just the most awful things that could happen to one individual <clears throat> in the course of their life. I mean, I have... There's not one good thing that happens to Arvin. No. At all during that movie. It's just a series of bad, unfortunate events. But it was... Uh, <laughs> no, it's not that. I have another comment when you're done. <laughs> but uh, that scene... I, I, uh, what I'm trying to say is, I don't like the way church was represented in that movie. But then again, you have to consider the fact that what the movie's trying to do is establish a... Um, the absolute worst in people yeah. and even prove that, you know, even uh, as always the case, even like in places like, like church or places of, of, of religion, there are individuals that take advantage of people. So that's what the film does a good job of is showing that, but just showing that like even beneath all of everything, there is a base humanity that can be inherently evil and, you know, even Sebastian Stan's character says that, you know, some people were only born to be buried. And so there are like, there are bad people out there who just, no matter what you do, there's just a sense of evil. But I also think there's like, and because of within, the position they're in, they can right, take advantage easily. Right. But I think in, inherently in everybody, there is bad. But yeah. it's only like, do you choose to give in to the bad or do you just you know, try to be as good as you possibly can. And, like, with Arvin, he's not... Who is Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah. He's not bad. He he kind of... He's the justice in all of it, but it's not like he, he does anything right. Circle. Yeah, he doesn't do anything right during the movie either. You know, he's still he still acts on his most basis But that's how he was motives. raised. His dad taught right. him, you do it when it's... You seek Time. the right opportunity yes. to beat the crap out of someone. And that's what I was like, okay, but that's what the movie is kind of based on is his dad coming back as a Marine and having this, you know, 
religious experience. Which, one of our predictions, wasn't it that we didn't think Bill Skarsgård was Skarsgård was going to be in it as much? Oh, that was my theory. Yeah, I had that, and I also had the theory that Sebastian Stan was going to be was, a very minor character, and he was. I was impressed, though, that they had Bill Skarsgård in, like, at least the first 20 minutes, I want to say. Like, I wasn't yeah. expecting that much background story for the film, which was nice, because you see how, like, him and Lenora are relate, quote-unquote related. Um, <laughs> the two comments I wanted to make, too, because one of them was pretty funny, um... Bill Skarsgård, when he looks up at the sky, I just kept thinking of him as it. No, I did the same thing. I like I saw the bug eyes, and I was just yeah, like, I did the same uh, thing. I did the same thing. Um, that one, and then I, I stopped watching it, and I had texted Zach, and I said, okay, I. He said, oh, I'm I'm almost done. Keep going. I said, Zach, I can't keep going. I'm stopping at this part because this is all I can take from this film. Um, and it, it's mostly because of just like all the actions. Like there was nothing really good that happens. Yeah. And it, I, I mean, Robert I, Pattinson, I'm, I will say Robert Pattinson putting his fingers into the bowl and licking his fingers was like the highlight of the movie for me. And then I, that was really the most disgusting thing in that movie. What? That scene. That wasn't disgusting. That was so disgusting. You think it was disgusting? Yes. I honestly also didn't understand them half the time because I should have had subtitles on. But anyways. I mean, he's given a... As the new pastor in town for however long... It was the ruffles for me, though. I was like... It was weird. And then he was also weird. And then everyone brings him a dish. And then Arvin's grandmother brings her famous chicken livers. Yeah. And he sees it. And instead of like picking so one I out, didn't, to I didn't eat understand it, that part. He dips his two fingers into the dish and eats the sauce, and then has this whole sermon about how they're so poor they can only provide chicken liver. That's and what so, it was. Yeah, bro, you need to watch these movies. I man. need to watch it with subtitles. <laughs> it was. I was like, that's weird, and that's really wrong. And oh, then, because that's why his like grandma or yeah was upset grandma, when she that's left. why she left oh my yeah, god I didn't he embarrassed realize. her in front of everybody by saying that they're so poor they can only make chicken oh, livers i didn't i really did not catch that it, i was i was, I was like, also shopping on amazon i was like that's bad and then but i did text you and i said i go bro like i what is this movie and you're like did you only watch this for robert pattinson and i said i mean yes but it's so rough it's rough. I liked it, though. I will say I did enjoy it to a degree because it has that sort of uh, Gone Girl kind of vibes I in a way. I still Gone Girl. Oh, it's a really great film. But it's sort of Gone Girl-ish, but it's very dark. It's very gritty. It, it Gritty is what I would call it. It's very gritty and very, like... Not fluffy at all. No. I had to watch a little bit of Nola Holmes afterwards, and I had to watch like three hours worth of Lucifer to get my mind off I of like, it. Wow, it's like okay. Like what really would you rate dark. it out of ten? I'm curious if it's the same as our 6. bloggers. Six point five seven maybe. I would personally give it maybe a five and a half out of six. But you still haven't six. finished it. I know. So I think if you finish it, you might have high because it ends quite well, but it was like... Well, my standpoint is storyline. It's a really, like, it's not... It's a good story. It's a good how, like, this is how your upbringing makes you mm-hmm. or who it turns you into. That's how I thought of it. 
Also, I was not expecting to see Robert Pattinson or Tom Holland or Sebastian Stan in that kind of character arc. And Tom Holland kind of blew it out. Like, he knocked it out of the ballpark with it. I thought yeah, he was really, he was good. really good. Robert Pattinson, I've never seen him in a, like, dark character like that before. So it was nice to see something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know you kind of disagreed with me with Robert Pattinson. I mean, Cassie texted me, too, and said, like, I hated his character. But, like, that's what ma- I think that's what makes it so good is when you hate someone so much that they did so good with that character. I didn't hate him. I just thought he was eccentric and weird. But that's prob- but that was probably him. his character. No, it was character. But I didn't hate him. I never left the movie and like, oh, he was the worst thing. I didn't hate him at all. No, that's, um, yeah, that's fine. But... Yeah, you know what? It, I just realized what it, this movie's like. It's like the Coen brothers, but like a really bad version of that. Not in like quality bad, but just that? like morality bad. The Coen okay. brothers, so like No Country for Old Men. Oh, oh, oh. That is, it's like No Country for Old Men, but just like a very, very bad version. Like more blood, more, more, you know. Uh, like the absolute worst morals in people. That's what I would say. This movie is like, or let's, or even like maybe like, um, uh, the haunted house on what's the name of that Netflix show? Oh, the haunting of Hill House. Yes, it's like that. Oh my god, I love that show. Plus the Cohen brothers. I guess it's sort of like like a horror film and a Cohen brothers movie put together. That's the best way I would explain. So this brings my next question for you, because I knew there was Oscar buzz around this film. Do you think it would get nominated for anything at the Oscars next year for a streaming service film? Maybe Best Original Screenplay. You don't think, like, Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor? I mean, what's crazy is we heard a lot of Oscar buzz around Robert Pattinson and Tom Tom Holland. Holland. I could honestly... I'll be honest, because I'm optimistic about them. I could see one of them getting nominated. I don't see both of them getting the nomination for, like, Best Actor. But I see Best Supporting, maybe. I, I, the only reason why I think Tom Holland got a lot of attention for uh, as because well, Oscar is, buzz is because this is so different to anything we've oh, ever exactly. seen. Oh, exactly. And also, when you consider the fact that dramas, you... you already think that a drama's going to win an Oscar. And if you have an actor who's kind of changed and they're different for this role in a drama, you kind of already... You can put a bet down and say, okay, this will, they're most likely to win it. As far as his performance is concerned, he was good. He, he really shocked me with how good he was. He stepped out of his comfort zone, it looked like. But, and, and, and this is the first film outside of Marvel. I was going to say Spider-Man, but outside of Marvel that we've seen him in. Yeah. But he has all these upcoming... Um, projects. He has yeah. Cherry, which did get picked up by Apple TV, yeah. so it's going to be on Apple TV in the beginning of 2021, so I'm interested to see him in that. Um, he's going to be in Uncharted. Yeah. He's in that other film with Daisy Ridley. I need to look it up. I don't know. but I, Okay, there was one scene where I was like, okay, Tom's in his bag. Was after he beat up <laughs> the bullies? Yes. And he went into his car and he shut the door and then he's like decompressing after that moment. Yeah. That whole scene, I was like, yeah, Tom's in his bag. Because in his breathing, he's like breathing and then like he shudders midway through uh, uh, his breathing. And I was like, you can't, 
you can't fake that. That's like you have to actually be there mentally Adrenaline. to believe that you've done yeah. that. To He's a good method actor those too. Those kind of feelings. So I was like, oh, that was pure. But Oscar wise, no, I don't see. I see. I see him working on a few more projects, and then I think Cherry. I think Cherry might, depending on how Cherry comes out, Cherry might be the one that that kind of because Cherry reminds me a little bit of Adam Sandler with Uncut Gems, just the way that things look so far. I think there's a there's a opportunity that we could see some buzz for that film, but this one I just don't think. It didn't focus on Arvin enough for me to be like, oh. Which shocked geez. me. The, I mean, it did focus on him a bit. Like, it focused yeah. on him and his father's storyline, but mostly his father and then, like, the fallout to Arvin about, every, like, ugh, killing the dog. Like, that was. But that, it I, made sense instead of, like, a desperation, old timey Southern Baptist concept. Yes, that's it exactly what sense. it reminded me of. It made sense why those things happened, but also, I mean, yeah, he's also in was... Chaos Walking was another one because I believe it's based off of a it's a book I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, we'll see. Um, I, the devil all the time. It made me stop watching. So honestly, I'll probably get back to it. I would like to finish Joker at one point, but I think. I, I'm taking it in bits and pieces. Yeah. I have, like, I am literally halfway through. Um, but any final thoughts on anything we've talked about? No, just delusions. <laughs> delusions. <laughs> Not gonna lie, when that part came up. <laughs> So I, I've seen that meme all over Twitter, oh and when that God. came up, I stopped what I was doing just to watch it, and it, like the way his hair like just bounces, and then he's he smacks and he goes delusions. I was like, all right. They were delusions. Um, oh, you delusions. <laughs> you know what he reminds me of? What? I've been saying this all day. I've been literally saying delusions all day. But you know, it reminds me of, it reminds me of Spongebob with Mermaid Man where he's like, evil, oh. evil. <laughs> <laughs> they are delusions. Delusions. <laughs> I'm so never going to get that out of my head. Um, delusions. Oh my gosh. Um, but you, oh, one more movie review kind of quickly though but um Enola Holmes yeah you watched it yeah I watched the first 15 minutes <laughs> yeah it's exactly what we guessed it was gonna be oh it's cute it's, it's funny it's like cute and like it's, it, no it's 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 a little it's a little I give her props Millie gritty, Bobby Brown is getting out of her like yeah. comfort zone with the Stranger Things she went and did that uh, Godzilla movie, yeah, which she Godzilla. was pretty, she was okay in it. She was good. She's still upcoming. Like mm-hmm. she's getting out her, she's going into these TV shows. Um, I mean, it looked cute. I just couldn't concentrate. Yeah, it was. It's almost. It's kind of like Detective Pikachu. Oh my god, I despise that movie. Well, in in a sense of like, you can tell the material isn't real. It's coming from a sort of. Delusion, delusion, delusion play. Delusion. No, 
had to do that. <laughs> that was really good. That took me out for a second. I know. I saw your face. You were like, shit. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, like, you can tell is this come from some sort of fan fiction or some sort of um, oh my uh, God. side street. Cause I love fan Holmes, fiction. Because Nola Holmes is like a story of itself. It's based on, it, it, it's like its own original story, but it ties into <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. So the way that Detective Pikachu is a game, a video game that plays off of the Pokemon games, but it's, it's its own little thing, but it's like, like it branches off the main yeah. tree kind of thing. So you can tell that that's what's going on with, with Enola Holmes, but it does a great job of kind of calling back to the Robin Downey Jr. Yeah. Sherlock films, calls back. It's like that Sherlock meets a series of unfortunate events. It has that same vibe. Which I never watched, but I heard it was good. It has the same vibe, but I liked it. I felt they were pushing this teenage romance thing way too hard with with uh, Tewksbury and Enola Holmes. Um, if you're gonna go see it, you'll find out what I'm talking about. I felt they were really pushing this, but there was no way to go with it because there was like awkward sexual tension. But they were like, "Oh wait, you guys are like 15, 16. And you guys can't have sex on camera." So like, let's oh, yeah. kind of backpedal this a little bit. Like, they always go up to the line, and then they're like, "No, we'll pull back. We'll just make it like a basic romance." So it's kind of like reeling in a fish. Like you're gonna you're gonna cast it's, it, but then you're gonna reel it back. Right. It's like there are so many situations where, in like any other movie, where a guy sees a girl, a girl sees a guy, and then they just make out for like a good minute, and then maybe have sex or something. You know, like those yeah. movies. They get up to that point where, like, they're about to, like, looking at each other longingly, and then they're like, oh, yeah, we're not going to do that. And it's like, okay, but you know what you were trying to do, although you're not doing though, it. I will say, though, with Enola Holmes, <laughs> there was a comment on TikTok, and then I went and watched it. I will say Henry Cavill looks mighty fine with curly hair. That's the one thing I do. I will agree with you with that. He's <laughs> he, a very attractive man. He was very attractive with that curly hair and that, like, Oh, that's smirk. But anyways, um, I will say, okay, with Detective Pikachu, not to get off track, but Detective Pikachu, I was attracted to the first, like, half of the film. Like, the first, I would say, 30 minutes because it was intriguing. Yeah. And then I lost interest because they just went so far off from the plot for me. Like, they were just going all over. And as soon I, as they get to the lab, yeah, things just it, get it was so weird. stupid. And things I, get like, very weird. I fell asleep for the first time in a movie theater for, like, 30 minutes. And I just didn't understand what was happening when I woke up. I can see that. But I did think that film was hilarious at points. The first, okay, Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, like, that was pretty good. The, the, it was Ryan Reynolds, the kid, and Justin, the girl, um, yeah, I forgot his name, uh, from, um, up, what the, up. Justice? Uh, no, just. Yeah, you're right. Justice something. I'm looking him up. Because uh, now I'm, now I'm curious. Pokemon Detective Pikachu, Justice Smith. Yes, he was good. I will say I did laugh at the at the end when Ryan Reynolds came out as the father, and I said, "Of that course, was that was really funny." Everyone in the theater broke out into that like laughters. Um, I mean, I don't have any final thoughts really, other than just all these films, man. Um. I guess I, I'm really excited for this Justice League. Um, 
Justice or Jurassic World Dominion, I think it's going to be like a good culmination of everything. I think they're trying to pull stuff from Jurassic World too. But other than that, I really don't have anything. I think they're going to pull stuff from Jurassic Jurassic Park, like the. Oh, that's what I meant. Jurassic Park. I'm sure they're going to from the '90s. They're going to bring in a lot of. um, I'm sure there's going to like they're going to. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in those kids that were in the original film. Not even just that, but I'm sure there'll probably be a scene where they're in the old laboratory under the ground, or the the presentation plays again somewhere. Like they did bring out the vehicle in the second film. It was going to be Easter eggs or the first one. The OGs. But. But other than that, I've. I'm satisfied with this yeah, episode. I'm just saying, if, if Joaquin Phoenix doesn't want to use that 50 mil, I'll take it off from him. Same. I could use that. <laughs> I could use Same. that money right about now. Oh my God, we could start our own company with that. Our I'm, own podcast company. Our own podcast? I mean, we're practically doing We it are now. our own. We're our own freelancers. But I'm saying, like, we could buy it, like, a, an office and <laughs> have a little working bee. We still have time. <laughs> Affirmations, putting it out in the atmosphere. That that's coming soon. No, what was my what was my word? My term was uh, allotted. You said that no, today. I'm I'm. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm gaslighting? No. That's not the word. <laughs> that's not the word. I'm putting out to the universe that. Yeah, positive affirmations. I said something else with um, Hercules. Manifesting. I'm manifesting. I don't know what I'm manifesting, but... Nobody knows what you're manifesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Manifesting that one. We still haven't heard news. So. Shut up. We still have two weeks left till the month. <laughs> uh, but that... Okay. But that was a good episode of TWSS with... Zach. <laughs> and Nicole. Thanks for not leaving me hanging. <laughs> See you guys.